from the Neighborhood Church. To find out more about who we are, go to neighborhoodchurchmn.org. Enjoy the message. Welcome everyone. I hope you got your your 13th or 14th donut. Um, my name is Chris. My pronouns are he, him, and I am the lead pastor. And today is Baptism Sunday. Let's give a round of applause, right? Let's get hyped up around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I am a big fan of Baptism Sunday uh, and baptisms in of themselves because we haven't done one in three years. I think we've not done a baptism. And I, one of my favorite things um, as being a pastor is being able to baptize people. And this is why. We don't just do baptisms because we're a church, and churches have to do churchy things. Like, that sometimes there's, like, this voice in my head, like, hey, a good pastor would, you know, preach from the Bible once in a while, right? A good pastor would, that was a joke, a good pastor would, you know, do things, or even, maybe even you feel like, you know, a, a good Christian or Jesus-looking person, they would go about this thing, and... For church, there's times we've done things. We're like, well, I guess we should do that because, you know, we're a church apparently and we should do churchy things. And we gave up just doing stuff just to do it a long time ago. One of our values is um, uh, purpose, that we want to do things on purpose and with purpose, not just do things just to do things. So baptisms, this is why we do it. We do it because for generations and generations and generations, for thousands of years, people from all different backgrounds, skin color, um, experiences, <laughs> trauma, joy, uh, political scenarios, um, all around the world have done the same sacred ritual, the same sacred act of going underwater. Well, not always going underwater. There's water usually involved, right? You get dunked or you get sprinkled, but they've all processed in a similar way of identifying with this divine love, but also it's a way of connecting and um, participating with everyone else that there's people who've gone before us who've done the same thing. It's a way, a practical metaphor or a practical symbol that says who I am and what I do matters, that we are all deeply connected through this ritual. We're all deeply connected through this ritual we just did. Uh, and we did not do it on purpose, right? A good pastor would have said, oh, of course we should do communion and baptism at the same time because we're working my message, right? We do it because it connects all of us. It reminds us that we are part of something larger than just ourselves. And I would say a danger of um, current evangelicalism is that sometimes it's sold that it's all about me. And baptism is something that we benefit from, but it also connects us and reminds us we're a part of something so much bigger than just neighborhood, so much bigger than just my story, that we are, are deeply, deeply connected. And if we're all connected, right, that means we all belong. And to me, that's the Christ narrative, a reminding, inspiring each other that you belong, that who you are and what you do matters. So that's why we do it, but what is baptism? And I love talking about this because uh, there's some things in Christianity um, that are kind of weird, right? We just did communion, and Jesus says, hey, you know, eat my flesh and drink my blood. And if you were new to this whole thing, you'd be like, when can we get out of here as soon as possible, all right? Kyle's probably thinking that already. So um, <laughs> thanks for laughing, Kyle. I appreciate that. Um, 
uh, Kyle and I used to talk about like uh, the Holy Ghost, and what did we call it, Kyle? The, 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 the ghost bird is what we call it, right? Like growing up, they would say, they never said Holy Ghost. They'd always say, Holy Ghost, right? And then people would like run around and shake, and um, it was weird, all right? So there's some things in Christianity and church that is kind of odd. So here's why we do baptism, right? This is what Paul says. Paul says in Romans 6, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. So this is one of those things that if you were here and you're, you said, yeah, sure, I'll get baptized, and said, yeah, you're getting baptized because you're signifying that there is death, right? That you're going to die to something. Baptism is all about death, which is kind of odd. It's kind of morbid. What is Paul getting at? He's getting at this, that um, there is this idea of Jesus. There's this idea of divine, this idea of um, moving in a Christ-like manner that it's really going to benefit you, right? I call this infomercial Jesus. Uh, when I was uh, um, in college, there was infomercial. Do you guys even know what infomercials? Do kids know what infomercials are? Do you know what an infomercial is? An infomercial, Adia, let me tell you, all right? Um, you're gonna, this is going to help you. This is going to make you really cool. You're going to walk around. Do you guys know what an infomercial is? Um, an infomercial is like a, a paid advertisement, a commercial, that runs for like a half hour long trying to sell you on this product, right? And as a kid, I'd get duped in watching it because I'm like, hey, this is a TV show, and I'm watching TV. And then you're like, oh, you're trying to sell me a knife. And I almost bought this knife. If you remember this knife, this was a knife that could, they'd show it like cutting through a boot. And you're like, I think I need that. You know, if I, I think I might have to cut a boot in half at some point, right? You could cut a penny in half. I'm like, how am I going to split pennies? I can't, I can't bend them in half, right? Um, and we actually have a family member that would have um, some uh, insomnia, right? They just they couldn't sleep. And when that would happen, um, they would buy, it's not you, Dad. <laughs> My dad's like, was that me? Um, uh, would buy uh, something from the infomercial, and they would forget. Right? And then, like, four days later, it'd come to the mail, and they're like, who, who ordered this? They're like, oh, that was me. <laughs> um, and infomercial Jesus is this idea of me trying to sell Dietrich on, if you follow Jesus, your life is going to be amazing. Right? This is called evangelism. If you, Tom, follow Jesus, your life is going to be so perfect and so easy, which Jesus never says. Right? Never once did Jesus say it's going to be easy. And there's, like, there's several stories in the Gospels. Um, one of them is, I should probably read it because I'm a good pastor. Matthew 8. Um, uh, then a teacher of law came to him and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. And if you were this guy who just said, Jesus, I'm going to follow you everywhere you go. Like, I'm in. I am a huge fan. And Jesus said, you know, foxes and and birds, and no way. I'd be like, yeah, happy for the foxes. I just told you, I'm selling everything. I'm coming with you, right? Why does Jesus do this? He does this, um, I already brought it up. There's a part where it was like the hip with and wild movement, people would come to see Jesus. There was this energy, there was this movement, there was this vibe, and people wanted to be around Jesus because people want to be um, where the where deem power is, right? They want to, like, Jesus clearly is going places. We want to be around him. And he has this following, and he looks at, I don't know, hundreds of people, and he says, hey, if you want in on this, like, beautiful life, uh, all you have to do is two things, right? Just eat my flesh and drink my blood. 
And everyone starts looking around like, did he just say what I think he said, right? They're like, hey, Jesus, uh, Bill from the back, uh, can you say it one more time? He's like, yeah, just eat my flesh, drink my blood, and you're good. And they, I imagine, all looked around and said, we have to get out of here as soon as possible, right? And they all leave. They all leave. And the only people who are left are the disciples, his, uh, these people who have followed Jesus for several years. And Jesus looks at them and says, you're still going to stay? Really? Did you hear what I just said? You're, like, you're still in? And they say to Jesus, where else are we going to go? Right? Which is not a stamp of approval. <laughs> right? It's not a ringing endorsement. Right? It's like me bringing my kids to something like, why are you here? Because you made us, Dad. Right? Oh, okay. Right? And why do they say that? Because they already gave up everything to follow this guy. They gave up everything to follow this rabbi. They, like, gave up their reputation. They gave up their business. They left some of their family behind. And now they've, like, already, like, uh, associated with Jesus long enough. They're like, I guess, I guess we're in it. What Jesus is getting at, to follow in the way of Christ is going to cost you something. It's, it, it's going to cost you a lot, actually. And what does it cost you? It costs this, this narrative that is sold to us at a young age by culture. Like, beautiful people look like this. Successful people do this. Yes, you can compromise on your ethics as long as it benefits you financially, right? Yes, you can um, shift and your values can sift as long as it, you keep winning. You win at all costs. And if you do that, we'll call you, like, a great business leader. We'll call you a leader. We'll call you an influencer, right? And what Jesus is saying is, yeah, if you want that, go for it. But it's never going to give you what you want. It will never land to what you think you're going to get. Instead, you should just die, <laughs> You have to die to the ego. You have to die to this way of ranking humans. You have to die to this way of what it means to be beautiful. If you're willing to, like, I don't kill your ego, if you're willing to, like, surrender all of it, that's where you're going to find this new life. This is when Jesus calls there's this new creation. This is resurrection, a new way of being human. And the only way to do it is through death, right? So when Paul says when we go under the water, baptism, right, He's saying, yeah, that is a, uh, a way of identifying and stating I'm with Christ and I'm dying to myself. And we like the idea of this. It's really great when we're talking like, yeah, you know, Max, kill your ego, man, right? Like, just be your fullest self and leave it all behind. Everyone's like, yeah, let's go. But in reality, like me, right, uh, if I'm going under the water, there's still some things I'm like, hey, but not this. Like, I'm holding it out of the water. Right? Like my little fist of like what brings me pleasure, what makes me feel good, what makes me feel important. Right? And what Christ is inviting us to do is like it all goes. And we, we don't like to die. Like a narrative of a, a God, not even just like getting small, but a God who willingly dies is kind of odd. And the idea, you can take out dying and you could say God loses. And we don't like to lose. Right? I hate losing to Jeremy Weaver. In my wedding, I, this is not part of my message. In my wedding, I had to do a whole write-up of, like, for each groom, like, this is Dano, and I don't remember who, other people that were important to me in my life, right? And I put Weaver, and at the end of it, I said, like, um, Weaver is a friend, and blah, 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 and I said, and I beat him at everything. And I took a shot at him, even at my own wedding, and I'm doing it right now, right? I love to beat Jeremy Weaver, right? Because we just don't like to lose. But what Christ is saying, to love your neighbor as to love yourself means you have to lose. Because you're putting someone else's needs. You're putting someone else's opportunity. You're putting someone else's 
interest before your own, which means you might not get what you want. And this is the move in the way of Christ. So today, who's getting baptized? Kaya and Kira and Mr. Ian. And Ian, right? Ian, today when you go under that water, I will not hold you too long under the water, I promise, all right? But in that water, Kaya and Kira, in that water, what you're saying today is like, I really want to try being my fullest self. And the fullest self is moving in a way of love. And when you come out of that water, what you're leaving behind, right, is like, oh, I have to do this because this makes me good. When you come out of the water, what you can say, as it's all coming off, you can say, I've always been good. I've always been beautiful. I've always been exactly who I need to be. And everything I need is always within because the divine Ian is right here. And when you can leave the ego, you can leave whatever you think you need in order to be good, you can leave that behind, you get to walk around as your full self. You get to walk in resurrection. You can walk in new life, which is I don't need that to be good. I am good. And when you can do that, it is the most liberating, freeing thing in the world. But here's what one person, I don't even remember who told me, um, and I know it's been around a long time, um, but they said, they told me, Chris, um, Remember your baptism. Like, D- Dietrich, do you remember your baptism? Where, where did you get baptized? Floodwood, Minnesota, right? A little piece of heaven on earth said no one. So um, I'm taking shots at Weaver. I'm taking shots at Floodwood, all right? Um, what church did you get baptized in? Hope Lutheran Church. You were baptized in a Lutheran church. Were you confirmed? I'm so proud of you. So um, I um, was baptized in this uh, very, very... Um, how do I say it? I call it the weird church, right? It was, it, was, it was a church where you'd run around in circles and yell at the devil and how dumb he is, right? That's the kind of church it was. And um, I'm not lying. It's true, right? I remember. Yeah. And I would get, like, yeah, you can look at my mom. She was there, right? This is a church where, like, um, they'd go around and they'd pray for people and, like, five people for me, they all fell down. What do you call it? Slain in the spirit, right? Slain in the spirit. What a weird Anyways, right, to each their own, I'm happy for you. So, and the guy came to me, and he, he prayed, and I didn't fall down. And so he had to pray harder. And I didn't, then he's like, and he started pressing hard on my head. I thought, this guy really wants me to go down. So I'm like, oh, here I go. Woo. Um, um, but I got, I got baptized in this church, and it was behind the, what do you call, most churches have like a, like a place where you have a pulpit, Right the sanctuary, whatever it is, it was like behind that in this weird, do you remember this, Mom, where it was? It was behind there, and it smelled, I can still smell it, the water was like yellow, and it was warm, right? So exactly, yeah, like, whoa, Billy came in here before me, what's going on? So, but I still had a, a very positive experience. I came out of the water, and I still remember some guy, I didn't know who he was, was playing guitar, playing some music that I don't remember, but I, I can still go back and think there was a time in my life of where I said, yeah, I want to die to that. I don't need to compromise. I don't need to chase after this money. I don't need to convince everyone that I'm really a good guy. I, 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 at one point, I said, I am dead to that, and I can live in resurrection. And I have to remind, imagine this, I have to remind myself of that a lot because I still want to compromise. I still want to convince Tom that I'm a better pastor than I really am. I still want to convince my kids I'm a better dad than I probably am. I want to tell the world, like, no, no, listen to me. And I have to, like, often remember my baptism and said, oh, yeah, I did that once. I can do it again. So I'm encouraging you today, Ian, Kaya, and Kira, 
to remember this day because there will be a day of where you will probably compromise something, right? And you're going to be like, oh, I'm a horrible person, uh, right? And you're going you're to do something. You can say, no, 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 I've always been good. And there was a moment where I participated in this act that declared to the world that who I am matters and what I'm connected to, a whole community of saints, right? That's what we call it. You're in a community of saints. And we're here to inspire you. We're here to help you. We're here to love you because that's what a community does. So I'm encouraging you. I'm celebrating with you today to, like, be present, be aware, and remember. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for all of us, right? But really, I'm really praying for these three people. So you can uh, send your energy to these people. So please join me as we pray. So Jesus, we thank you for the, the gift of divine love and how this way of um, engaging with you, embodying you, mimicking you, and being with you is a way that we can express and experience that transformational love. And I thank you for the, the reminder of baptism that we really can die. And in that death, we can leave behind all those things that we chase after that we really will never land to what we wanted. But it's in that resurrection coming out of the water that we can live as our fullest selves. We can live exactly who we are today. And you say that's good. And you say that is that we are loved. So I pray for my three friends who are getting baptized. I pray for the rest of us who are here, who are watching online, that we too can remember our baptism. That we can remind ourselves, I don't need that, and we can move in a place of love, benevolence, and generosity. And help us, God, to continue to do that good, to not just remind each other of that good, but to inspire each other to continue to be and do that good work. And we love you. In the name of this Father, Son, and Holy Bird, amen. Ghost Bird, dang it, missed it, all right. All right, that's the end. So thank you for coming to Neighborhood. We have some more donuts. We have some coffee. We'll put on some music. And then at 11.30, we're going to go to baptize these three people. And we also have like 75 brats and hot dogs. So you're welcome to come join us for lunch as well. Thank you for coming.